0: All right. Well, welcome to the first episode of In Between the Lines. Wow, can't believe you guys actually chose to listen to this. I get ready for some trash talk. All right. So, you've begun your first story. Doesn't matter how good it is, doesn't matter how bad, just know that you've written a good amount or a short amount, small excerpt, an idea, the plot, anything like that, The first thing I kind of want to talk about is details. Details are something that really matters in the story. It makes the book shine. The way you describe the environment, describe the characters, it's exactly what you need. So I'm going to talk about how you can get the right details, how you can help get more details and everything about that. So excuse me, might have a little cold. Okay, so you've written your story, you looked back through it, and you're thinking, well, I could use a bit more details, I could use something more, but I don't really know what I could add. Well, here's the thing. Picture the environment your character is in, whether it's in the woods, in the house, somewhere really um, exciting, like a battleground, maybe a war story, and what you have to do is put yourself in a... situation similar to that. So for example, a girl wakes up from camping. She's camping in a bright yellow tent and she just wakes up. It's early in the morning. She can tell because she can see the light through her tent. Now what I would add and one of my personal lines would probably be the air felt like peppermint because that is how I always felt when I would wake up. It would feel like I, like, brushed my teeth and brushed my entire skin with just toothpaste because it would be so cold, and it was, like, chilling, and my hands would get all mottled. And I need you to imagine everything that you could be imagining right now. Imagine what's the climate, what's the season, is it fall, winter, spring, summer? What is it, was it raining? I mean, if it was raining, then obviously it would be moist, you know, the water droplets in the air clung to my skin, the, the, the ground was damp and it squished between my toes, something like that. You, you need something very detailed. Let's just say that you do have a lot, a lot of good details. And the only thing is you think you have too much. You think you have so much that it's just overused and it makes the story a bit clustered. Now, more details is often always better, but if you have a whole paragraph describing one thing, then you may need to figure out another route. Now, when you have so much details, I would think of taking away the minorities first, but keeping a little bit of them just to let the reader know that you know those things are there and you are bringing them to attention. Now, if you are foreshadowing something, then you obviously need to keep those items in because if you bring up a pipe that was used as a weapon that wasn't there before, it's obviously going to cause some confusion. Unless the reader never questions that. And sometimes that happens. The reader's so blindly trusting of our writing that they just don't question. They don't ask questions, which is sometimes you want and sometimes you don't. I mean, it's always good to have questions asked and always good to have answers. And everything about your story needs to be full and detailed and awesome. So I would recommend if you have too much clustered information, and if the reader isn't asking enough questions, you should take away a bit of it, but also keep the good things in. You need to make sure that the reader knows that you are a detailed writer, but you are not so detailed that you would be describing a fly that's not even in the scene. Now the scenes, action is something so, so important. The way you have to start your action is the key to making it interesting. You have to start with a good sentence and then you have to continue it with details and your plot points and everything that needs to be there for the reader to understand what's happening. Now, the words I prefer not to use is suddenly, all of a sudden, and then, You know, those kind of things. They just make it bland, and it's just one word that the reader would know that there's an action part. And what if the reader were to skip that word? I mean, I know a lot of skimmer readers that just skim through the page, and when they come across something interesting, they'll actually start reading. I myself was a skim reader, and it happens. It just You need something that pulls the reader in, maybe a sentence, something that grabs their attention, not only with one word, but with many now let's say there's a girl she's sitting by the edge of the pond on a pier not on the grass because i don't know it just rained the wood is soggy fish are not out yet water is damp it feels warm it smells there's bubbles obviously there's algae it's a dirty pond You need to describe everything you see and everything you see as a person. Like, do you see the leaves? Do you see the water? How do you see it? How how did that come to your mind? Because the first thing that comes to your mind is the way that you saw what you were writing about. The first thing that you needed to talk about was, you know, the scene. The scene is everything that is needed in a story. Because if you don't have a scene then you don't have a story. I mean, common sense, people. Obviously, there's something so, so important about lots of details, so, so important about small amounts of detail. It's how you're writing the story that matters. If you are writing a part that needs to be described as lightly, um, not as detailed, because something is going to happen later in the plot and it's going to bring back flashbacks or it's going to bring back something or maybe the character that you were talking about in that scene was the bad guy and you need him to be clothed you need him to be dark and mysterious and you need him to not be revealed and you need nothing to be revealed in that scene try revealing everything except the location reveal everything accept the location because if you reveal the location then the readers will know because they've read the books they've read your stories you just need to talk about everything that you know as a person that you're allowing to be on here because obviously you can't have all the information spoiled at the beginning of the book when you're talking about the bad guy and everything that he's going to do You know, you need to have some distance and space out everything. I mean, you can't have four chapters where there's just endless action. There's nothing that's not boring in there. Because it's just too much for the reader to handle. Too much for the reader to think about. I mean, so much action is confusing. You forget things happen in a book if you read too much action. The best thing to go for is at least four to five main events in your story. Harry Potter had a lot of main events. It had, you know, second book, Chamber of Secrets. It had the Basilisk. It had Dobby the House-Elf. I mean, there were so much things, and I remember going back and watching that movie and thinking, oh, yeah, that happened, because I couldn't remember it. It was just so much detail to take in. You just need to figure out how to space out your paragraphs, how to be really detailed, and how to properly write your story. Obviously, if you write for the pleasure of it, then I have no way to tell you how to write. But if you write for others to read, then you obviously need to follow some rules just to get the reader hooked. Because you're not the one that's trying to enjoy the book. You're the one that's writing it for the enjoyment. I think that that is all for today. If you do like, then please share. Because I would really like other people to learn more about the amazing world of writing please watch any new episodes. I mean, this is my first one. Thank you and have a great day.